0: So I reiterate here the bill is dead. The story of this great city is about the years before this night. We are
1: friends! Hey everybody, it's a new episode of Ho Ho Hong Kong. I'm your host, Mohamed Magdi. I'm sitting here without my best friend and my family member. Vivak Mabobani, as I'm still in Australia, uh, you're hearing me live from well, not live. You're hearing me as you're hearing me now from. I'm in Melbourne, Australia, and it's a uh, very late night. It's three hours ahead. I think while I am here, Australia changed the time to daylight saving, night life whatever night life saving. I think night life saving is the one that they are doing in Hong Kong and failing miserably at it at saving our nightlife. In Australia, they made it three hours ahead of Hong Kong instead of two. So now, um, you're listening to me in the future and uh, I am sitting here with a very special guest uh, that we'll get to in a second. But before that, I would like to tell you that uh, Australia, first of all, is very far away from everywhere else and I don't recommend it. So that's the first thing. (laughs) (laughs) Just don't, yeah, just don't go. Don't worry about it. And second thing is, I've been having a great time. We caught up with uh, my buddy, Andy Curtin, original founder of the podcast, who unfortunately, I just wiped him out with with a lot of activities over the weekend. And we hung out together with the kids and everybody. So unfortunately, by the time we went back, he was just completely wiped out and he could not make it to the podcast. However, we have a much better looking guest uh, today. To fill in slash um, be our uh, guest for today, Annie Louie. Hello, welcome uh, back.
0: Thanks. I am not your best friend, not even close. Not even no. Not that's even. Not,
1: yeah, the things that uh, we do are not supposed to happen between best friends. Oh, that's that's not really I the know. code. I
0: think some couples would argue differently. They'd be like, "This person is my best friend."
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know about like. I think over over the course of the last 10 days, best a lot of best friends' relationships would have broken up if they spent 24 hours that together.
0: That is true. <laughs> not even... Yeah, in a small confined space. Yes. In a, in a moving vehicle. It's mostly vehicle, a
1: moving vehicle.
0: That I'm driving because you can't drive.
1: Well, I can. I just don't have a license yeah, and I'm not very like. comfortable driving.
0: <laughs> it's illegal.
1: <laughs> it's illegal. <laughs> exactly. And you have been on the podcast before and uh, this is your first time uh, solo podcast last time it was actually four of us four of us and funny enough
0: crowded but yeah
1: yeah it was crowded but funny enough it was actually in my house in uh, hong kong now tell the audience where we're recording
0: ah we are in annie's basement we're in my living room
1: Yeah, Yeah. so last time I was in Hong Kong a few months ago, and we were recording in my living room in Hong Kong. Now we're recording in your living room in Melbourne, Australia. Uh, How did we get here? Great question. But very quickly, when I arrived to Australia, it was like end of September. And you picked me up from the airport in Melbourne. And then we had this crazy plan to drive straight to Sydney.
0: Yeah, so I picked you up and... That's because I needed my car in Sydney. We are going to do some road tripping and go to my friend's wedding. Right. So, rather than me flying, I wanted you to experience the true, authentic Australian road trip. Yes. So, it takes about nine hours to (laughs) drive if you're doing it continuously to get from Melbourne to Sydney. But I've done this drive earlier this year and it's more fun and better for you to stop somewhere and have a snooze. So, yeah, yeah, on the... Way up, I booked us some accommodation in a town called Yass. I think that's how you say it. <laughs> none of us can take it I don't think anyone who's no ever gone to that seriously. town can yeah. take it seriously. So
1: Yas is Yass is Y A S S. Yeah. And literally every person, even from Australia, who we say we went to Yas, they automatically go, Yas!
0: Yes. <laughs> or oh, Yas, Queen! Yeah. Slay!
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, but it's all near near Canberra. A lot of people will stop there on the way yeah. to Canberra as well. And on the way... Cap-
1: Canberra is the capital that just no one goes... Like, that's yeah. not really a popular destination at all.
0: However, it's because it's right between Melbourne and Sydney. So mm. when the two cities fought for which one should be the capital, they said, let's stop fighting. Let's put it right in Was the middle. It? Is it true? It's true. I'm full of they facts. You just picked a
1: random city in the middle, yes. like a random boring yeah, yeah. city. Yeah, which is
0: why it's so boring and it's a <laughs> city of roundabouts. I'm glad I didn't take you there, but you would have gone very comfortable. Also,
1: zero people have told me to go to Canberra. Like, I've told so many people i yeah, go to Australia. Nobody went, How like, you gotta go to Canberra. Like, it's nobody. very
0: comfortable, though. Because we didn't stop there, I didn't get to tell you everything about, brief you on every town. Which yeah. I've tried to, but Canberra, my best friend...
1: Well, didn't. I was sleeping most of the time, so that's maybe it makes it harder to... Brief a sleeping person <laughs> yeah, that's true. on facts about, you know, I could have left you at many
0: gas stations just <laughs> sleeping, actually, and just run off. Yeah. Um, but Canberra, my best friend, did her schooling there and she describes it as a beanbag. It's com- uh, hard to get comfortable, but yeah. once you are, it's very hard to get out of. Right. So people say it's very good for raising a family.
1: Mm. So when we started the road trip, one of the things I was really excited about was seeing wildlife because a lot of, you know, all my life, I grew up like, you know, watching Steve Irwin and, you know, stuff like the shows that tells me about like the wildlife that you just see in Australia, especially when, you know, when you hit the road that long, I'm imagining I'm seeing a few kangaroos. There is no chance I'm not seeing kangaroos. And over the first two days, I was, I, did see we a lot of so animals. We saw so many kangaroos, and one hundred percent of them were very dead, <laughs> very dead. <laughs> they were so diseased, I
0: and they know. were <laughs> went Dece- from. No, you said diseased, but they're both yeah de- diseased de- yeah. and deceased.
1: Diseased, yes. <laughs> the so every single animal. So first of all, you also mentioned a few animals. Or you told me there's a few animals that are dead. They're not kangaroos. they are other animals.
0: Other
1: other national emblems. Yeah, yeah. Echidnas,
0: which you had not heard of before. Yeah, explain to
1: me and the audience. Yeah, what are these animals?
0: Okay, so an echidna is like a hedgehog, but much bigger. And they walk around and if they're provoked, their spikes will go up and prickle you. Uh, But they're very cute. They also use... They were
1: not cute when I saw them because they were in 2D. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) <laughs> the one that I saw, yeah, definitely was very distinctive because you can still see the spikes. It looks like right. a big spiky rock. Um, and they have very long, cute snouts that they use to eat ants with. So that one, very hard to spot in, yeah. um, you know, when you're out in the wild, but this one was yeah. definitely deceased. And I saw a, just a kangaroo tail.
1: <laughs> no body,
0: just a tail of a kangaroo.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> I also, no exaggeration, it was only you and me in the car. I feel like in the first day, until we stopped at Yas, we saw at <laughs> least 50 animals. We that's did. not an exaggeration, right? Yeah. Like, it's, and yeah. You're,
0: you're like, what bird is that? I'm like, that's a crow and it's feeding on a kangaroo carcass. Like, right.
1: This is <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what is are, is every Australian driver just swerving around can, Is yeah, that your well, life? Yeah,
0: this is... what is happening i live in the city so i don't drive to the country that often and this is the first time i I was driving at night and had to swerve around a very large freshly
1: Uh, we did yeah yeah that was was pretty fucking dangerous that was
0: actually really dangerous and i was patting myself on the back for going i would have
1: liked it if it was alive and we swerved around them at least i can say that i saw a live one yeah but even that was like freshly dead.
0: I would rather it dead, for sure. For sure. safety. Because So how do you guys uh, get... Like, kangaroo you- is very unpredictable if it's yeah. alive. And they come out at dawn and dusk. Um, and they say that if... Okay, sorry if this is too graphic for people. No, no, it. Because go you know, we're we're trying to promote Australia as a great holiday <laughs> destination. But no. also, if you see one of our kangaroos jumping around on the roads, you're supposed to not slow down because it will really fuck you up.
1: Really. So you're
0: meant to drive your car at the same speed or maybe even speed up a little bit <laughs> just to make sure it goes over your car because otherwise Oh my
1: god. If
0: if not, you you will crash, you'll like you know, just swerve or something will happen. We, maybe you'll flip your car as a result. So it's better that the is kill. Okay, well, let me get this straight.
1: When you are learning how to drive in Australia or when you're getting your license, is that what they tell you officially? No, like- because
0: everyone does their um, test in the city. So they're not testing you on anything. How do you interact with wildlife? Right. But if you drive a lot in the country, everyone will give each other
1: advice like this. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the official advice. You see a kangaroo, I would killer, yes.
0: basically. Yes. <laughs>
1: this is the vehicle. word on the streets. Yes, word <laughs> on the streets, kill a kangaroo on sight. Basically. If you are inside you're no. Vehicle. You're not
0: gonna go chasing it <laughs> like safari style if you see one <laughs> just to run it over. Yeah,
1: but <laughs> it sounds like that's what, kind of what you're saying. Unprovoked, <laughs> yeah.
0: Unprovoked, you are on the road. That's like your territory now, I suppose. As uh, horrible as humans are, we exactly. live at the top of the food chain, and you know it's kill or be killed. <laughs> <laughs> <at the stage. laughs> But there's little tricks like that. Like if you're driving uh, on a country road around kangaroo hour, wildlife hour, then you should drive closer to the middle of the road. Yeah. Because it's very unlikely you're going to see another car pop mm. up out of nowhere. Mm. But a kangaroo can pop up out of the side. So it's better you have a bit more reaction time if you stay driving in the center of the road.
1: Right. So how is how is nobody like, because obviously the, the road is very long, but I feel like there, this is a problem, right? Like, like wildlife coming on the highway has to be a problem that is like, do people talk about it? Here? Yeah,
0: we all have a friend who's got a story or maybe experienced it. Like I used to do radio and my friend would come down from his farm and he had pieces of kangaroo stuck to the front of his ute. <laughs> he had to run one over uh, coming into into work. So yeah, yeah. That's, that's probably as gory as it gets. But wombats, have you, do you know what a wombat is? Yes. You do? How would you describe a wombat?
1: A pretty cute, bigger squirrel. Oh my god, no! No, is that? <laughs> it's not a squirrel. It's like a. It looks like a one. Well, no, the like same body structure. Maybe like a tiny, very round bear. Wombat is the one types. that makes the coffee. The wombat coffee.
0: You mean a luwak?
1: Well, did make that. I think it's the same thing. Like Weasel. Like possum? No, it's not like a possum. Weasel. It's not a possum. Oh okay. But
0: yeah, it's a it's a mammal, but it's very um thick it's a very big thick. chunky yeah, yeah thick with like five c's it's yeah. thick and you really you'd rather hit a kangaroo than a wombat because oh my god there's they're not going anywhere they're like hitting a rock <laughs> so you yeah that can really mess you up as well but they do go they go very slow and you so everyone just has stories about
1: like killing wild wildlife and then it's just like part of your life here so okay back to my earlier question i feel like that's a problem that should be addressed by the government somehow
0: they try no. there's some places have uh deer i can't remember what they call them but like deer deterrent lights mm. so they're like a little blue light mm. and they're meant to deer will see them and go oh i don't like that i shouldn't yeah. go there so yeah they're trying but kangaroos they're very bouncy and they can
1: so even if you have like a fence let's say along the highway does that not like a really high fence of sort? So they don't cross because it's clearly it's extremely
0: expensive to build it. Very tall I'm not saying fence like a Trump style.
1: I'm not saying you know keep them out like they're illegal okay, immigrants. And now you're
0: like being like let's build a great wall yeah, around yeah. every freeway around Australia.
1: But but clearly the problem is that they cross the road and get killed. Obviously, so if we just stop them from crossing the road, that's it. You know. Uh, yeah, the fence the doesn't roads, have to be a sophisticated thing. Like, Just from Belmont to
0: City is like, you know, however it's many like a thousand, thousand kilometers. kilometers. Yeah. That's expensive. And you were already asking me, why are these roads so dark? Why do they put more lights up? And yes. I said, because it's too expensive. And look at this. Yeah, There's we like drove like for hours the in the
1: dark. Yeah, they're going to yeah. build
0: all these lights so that two people can benefit <laughs> at 9 p.m. at
1: night. Um,. With that said, when we did get to Sydney, uh, my first time there, I came to Melbourne years ago for Andy's wedding, actually, and I spent some time here, really enjoyed it. And it was also summer back then, it was February, so it was like really different kind of experience for me. When I arrived here, it was minus 35, <laughs> and I hated it right away. But it was also because it's 6am, it was actually a beautiful day to it see the day into I arrived. It did a
0: beautiful day, it was quite frosty in the morning, yeah. but that's, when you see it like that, where it's frosty, but... There's no clouds, you know, it's going to be a fantastic day. It's a crappy day. You have to see hot air balloons.
1: Yeah, yeah. I saw them from the plane landing. Like, uh, there was just hot air balloons in the horizon because I was landing at like 6 a.m. So, I guess they were up for sunrise. Yes. Uh, But then when we got to Sydney, I was really impressed by how nice Sydney is in terms of, like I knew it's a big, like, you know, whatever, civilized city like first Unlike world Melbourne. City. Blah. <laughs> uh, actually before we went like we stopped by a quick meal and you took me to Coburg which is seems to be uh, if you're from Melbourne I guess it's a controversial place in a way or like I guess uh, because some people really like the vibe no, no 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 you're no just talking about Andy <laughs> well it's not just Andy though because like a couple of other people that I met also said like oh that's a sketchy place.
0: If they think Kovac is sketchy, if they head further north yeah. like the there's Broadie, like broad meadows and there's places like even further out which they would associate with ethnic suburbia. So what right. they're hating on is just ethnics. Yeah. Like, really.
1: <laughs> okay. <that's, laughs> Where ethnics now you congregate. make them sound super racist.
0: <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> even, though, even though you did call it Little Baghdad. Yeah,
1: I did call it Little Baghdad and it's okay coming from me. Uh, but it, it's pretty cool to have little Baghdad because that also means all the amazing food is there. Yeah. The very first, the funniest thing is the very first, uh, so when I arrived, listeners would know, unsurprisingly, uh, there is like different uh, cues. It depends on what kind of, depends on what kind of um, th- thorough, how thorough your inspection would be. So obviously Australia is known for very de- de- very um, strict, quarantine on term and on like Bio not quarantine, security, biosecurity laws. and whatever so they kind of tell you like you ha- you're supposed to declare everything and i did i had like dry food or whatever and declared it but then there is like a red line a blue line and a no line so and they t- point me at the blue line they're like go this way and the blue line is the most the 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 highest security and actually has nothing to do with the biohazard it's so the-
0: they're categorizing you yes or- you don't get to well, categorize yourself.
1: No, of course not. So ah. it's basically one officer who checks your, your declaration. You don't know that because you're from here. So the, the same officer who checks you, who checks your declaration just to see if you have something to declare or not. People who do declare mostly go to the red line. Red line goes straight to the declaration lady. Yeah. But I went to the blue line. Blue line is basically security, which is like the people who think you are a terrorist. Then the red lady then the red line okay. lady so i have both yeah. right which is the highest security whatever so i arrive and it's it's a kid who can't be more than like 25 years old he's a fucking kid and he, in the beginning he's very standoffish he goes like stand there with all of your suitcases and he was very not aggressive but he's just like he's hostile uh, uh, you know not to sound like a you know early 2000s arab comic oh they stop me everywhere at the airports, like I'm used to it at this point. It's not funny. It's not a joke. It's just, it's part of life. I just stand there, whatever. I'm nice to him. Two minutes later, he realized I'm not a threat. He basically asked what I'm doing. And I said, I'm visiting my girlfriend. She's right outside. And he goes, oh, nice. How did you meet? And I said, Do we meet in Hong Kong where I live. He asked me what I do. I answer the questions, blah, blah. It becomes a very friendly conversation pretty quickly. And then I said, she's actually picking me up and we're driving to Sydney. And then he goes, Uh, oh Sydney okay I'm like hey it's gonna be my first time in Sydney what do you think I should do in Sydney he goes I like Melbourne
0: (laughs) with a long pause yeah (laughs) racking his brain yeah Mm.
1: and that was the whole answer and I didn't know how much the rivalry between these two cities go
0: yeah, except the rivalry is very one-sided because Sydney does not give a shit about what <laughs> Melbourne thinks because right. they've got wonderful weather. They don't have time to be depressed. Whereas right. Melbourne, I think we love to we love to complain. We love to be like, "Ah, oh, it's better here." It's just like a little kid, kind mm. of you know, with their fists out. And Sydney's just like, "Yeah, whatever, whatever, <laughs> little dude." <laughs> yeah,
1: it's crazy how much the different the weather makes a difference too. Because when we arrived, once we arrived in Sydney, we were like oh this is so nice yeah and I feel
0: this year because I had to live there for a couple of months that um my friends they, they've created a persona for me online called Sydney Annie and Great. Uh, I put it up on Instagram we're like what does Sydney Annie get up to and people were brutal they were yeah. like she has acai bowls at Bondi Beach and she only <laughs> eats at these restaurants um and but then I got there and I'm like, my depression is cured. Like it instantly <laughs> left my body. I'm like, why yeah. would you want to live anywhere else? Yeah. <laughs> Except for the fact that Melbourne has a lot of charm. We often say that it's the, uh, the sister that's got more personality, but
1: Sydney has That's That's what hearts. people say, exactly. Yeah, she's that, hot to trot. Oh uh, God, that's like, uh, no one wants to be the one with the more personality because <laughs> if you can be with half the personality if you're not compared, compared to anyone else. But once you're are the one with the more personality, that means automatically you're ugly. <laughs> you know? yeah. If you are your sister, your actual sister, and so you don't want to hear that Annie is the one with more personality. You do not want to hear, <laughs> trust me.
0: <laughs> However, I know that I have more personality because that's what made me a comedian.
1: You know, if not, I would be a model. But if that's the only thing that it, like if this the, if people stop after saying that, that's a problem. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. Mean, Annie is, is a <laughs> lot of personality. That's not great.
0: <laughs> Fair, fine. Yeah. Um
1: which one of you has the most personality out of you and your siblings? Me. I I have all of it. <laughs> they have nothing. <laughs> i have the personality the looks like it's like it's like crazy yeah, how unfair it is in comparison <laughs> and all to the my humbleness two. and all yeah it's like it's like i just you know i hit the jackpot yeah. they got nothing <laughs> one of them has some hair i think yeah, yeah. and the other person's like got some fingers or whatever like yeah. it's really not a fair deal okay like so you're, not even close you're the
0: sydney of all the siblings
1: i'm the sydney of all of them yeah. it's like insane <laughs> <laughs> so, when we got there, <laughs> it's a very nice city. But also, it's very um, easy to go around because oh, yeah. I don't like driving at all. Like, jokes aside, I do not want to live in a place that, where you can only drive, which is why I don't like Dubai, for example. Dubai, you can, it's impossible to go around if you're not driving. As opposed to cities like Hong Kong or Singapore where they have the best transportation system in the world. So, you can just go anywhere. And it's so convenient, so easy to just jump on the train or even take taxis that are like reasonable or whatever. Uh, Sydney has also a very vibrant comedy scene, I would say. I don't, I have not, at the time of this recording, I've not done any shows in Melbourne yet. But the, the comedy store that we went to was really fun because we just went on a weekend. Like I was booked on a couple of shows. And uh, it seems like there is a very big uh, kind of like turn out like can you how would you describe the comedy scene in sydney
0: the comedy scene in sydney is smaller than melbourne's ones Mm. but there are more like big showcase opportunities as well so Mm. often like i'll get flown to do a show there Mm. um or sydney comedy store is also run by the sydney comedy festival and they'll book people to go on regional tours so i would say people are pretty pretty polished and the type of comedy and sense of humor is very similar to melbourne except i think some people reckon that they're a little less pc Mm. so melbourne i guess we have a reputation for being a little snowflakey
1: right Um, yeah that is actually that's like the pretty much the one thing people warned me about is like too sensitive there in mm. melbourne
0: yeah, you asked me about this, yeah. and I think I've just lived here and done comedy here for so long that the filter is automatically applied. Like, right. I'm not trying to be woke. I mm. just have, I just am
1: woke. I mean, yeah, I guess it's also, you know, your audience, right? It's it's kind of dumb and, and like arrogant to, be, to live in a place and know what kind of audience you're dealing with and completely disregard yes, that. Yes, exactly. That's just bad. Being I think you can't not you a wouldn't great survive. Comedian. You just exactly.
0: have to adapt, or you're not going to get the gigs. Exactly. And if the gigs for me, anyway, it's f- my full-time job. So, if mm. you need money, you better adapt. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's some great other rooms that we didn't have a chance to uh, get you out to. But mm. there's one called Standout. And they're pretty famous for having sunflowers that decorate the whole room. And everyone gets a video of their set so that they can... And it's edited for you if you want oh, it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, free cool. clips. like can't complain. Yeah. Um, and the guy has bought out every fake sunflower in a 50-kilometer radius of Sydney. <laughs> okay, that's a little
1: psychotic, but okay. Yeah, yeah. What's what's his obsession with sunflowers?
0: It's a branding thing. So, oh, okay. it, he puts it up in the room with some fairy lights and it becomes so iconically yellow mm. that the clips really stand out. Yeah, um, yeah.
1: For, yeah.
0: <laughs> Pun unintended.
1: Yeah. Well, oh, speaking of clips, when you were on the podcast that was in June, that's when we met in Hong Kong. And uh, you were doing well at the time. You were flown into Hong Kong to do us jam event, and you did a couple of gigs with us and all of that. But your online presence was, I would say, I don't remember the number. It was probably like in less than five thousand.
0: Yeah, it was. Pro- yeah, definitely. I reckon maybe like four thousand.
1: Yeah, and it's funny because at the time Vivek was just hitting that. Sweet wave of like success of the one clip, and we actually mentioned it. I yeah. remember in the episode that you were on about how he still can't believe, like this twenty-something second clip, just completely got him from five like you to fifty thousand.
0: Yeah, huge
1: and gigantic. Actually, at the time I think it wasn't fifty, but now it is. So it was still like in the twenty thirty thousand, which was nuts. Funny enough, a couple of months, maybe two months after that happened, the same thing happened to you. Yeah, the
0: same thing happened to me. I remember I've been down in the dumps about social media for like uh, over a year now probably, where I'm cutting stuff, I'm putting it up, nothing's hitting. Mm. And I was saying to Vivek, like, oh, how do you do it? And I've yeah. said for ages that it uh, doesn't matter. Like at the end of my life, I'm never going to be saying I wish I spent more time on social media. But then I got a hit. And yeah. now I'm <laughs>
1: <hot>. <laughs> So yeah, explain to... Uh, I, we wouldn't spend much time on it because Vivek explained it already. Like the the process of... The specifics of, of the algorithm? The spe- not just that, but also how kind of how it feels obviously your experience is different but like how going to a point where you're like okay this i, I lost control over this thing oh yeah right yeah
0: which sounds w- very ominous
1: it's very weird right because i remember you obviously texting me going Yep, the ro comments like there's no there's no stopping it. Yeah, I
0: was like this thing's out of control. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so, when did you realize, "Oh my god, like this is this is going to be big?" Well, also explain to people what the clip okay, is. Okay,
0: so the clip is just some highlights from this show that I do called China's Night on ABC, and we're on holidays now. So, I had time to I asked And for the, the audience,
1: ABC is not the American ABC. It's yeah, Australian it's ABC. The
0: Australian ABC, which is our national broadcaster,
1: mm-hmm. and And uh, how did you get into China tonight?
0: Uh, through doing comedy, I had a friend recommend me for the show and I used to do short five-minute stories about anything that I was interested in. And then we had a famous journalist named Stan Grant finish up on the show at the start of this year. So they needed to look for a new host and they decided to try something new, which was to put me, a comedian, with a newsreader. Mm. And then we have other people guest packaging in as well. So they would do what i used to do um and then i said oh i will only do this if it suits my style so i said i need it to have jokes and mm. i need it to be funny i can't just tell the news because that's not me even though i have a journalism degree right and so uh i at the very beginning i had this foresight to go i want to start the episode with a gag every time so right. he, my co-host sam will introduce himself and say i'm hi i'm sam yang and mm. And I would go, and I'm his evil twin, Annie Louie. So Mm. then I decided to write, we had 12 episodes, so I wrote 12 gags. Mm. Um, And then at the end I said, hey, editor Dave, can you cut me... Like four a compilation of four of these, mm. and he mashed it together, and then I just popped it up on Instagram because I popped a bunch of other things from the show on that never took off. <laughs> right, and then because it's so such a fast paced clip, it yeah. only goes for like twenty five seconds or something. But I crammed a lot into it, and then mm. it just started taking off. And I still didn't understand why people were interested in it because it's like a little show reel. Yes, and so they really, but they really liked the the tone of it, where I think they're like, oh, who is she? She's unhinged. She's crazy. She's right. like dark. Yeah, oh, she's
1: crazy yeah. Girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's a crazy girl. We so. were just watching. Yeah, we we're just watching. Annie showed me TikTok for the first time in my life, by the this way, because so obviously, le- listeners in <laughs> Hong Kong know that we don't have TikTok there. So literally it's like me just like showing a kid from Africa like <laughs> which is true a kid past, I am like an 10 actual years kid from the Af-
0: internet. Yeah yeah she's
1: like oh have you seen TikTok before I'm like never in my life and then she just like flipped over me and then we were hooked for 40 minutes
0: Yeah and then oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> And then yeah so you you crazy girl she's just telling me showing me all these I guess trends Yeah trends Yeah and then yeah when you click on the audio or whatever and shows you the people who are doing the same trend, yeah, right? Yeah. And so one of them is just its really silly... I mean, they're <laughs> all silly.
0: Yeah, it's just a, a woman sarcastically commenting on a, uh, a video of a woman who's going to dip her quesadilla in some melted cheese. Yeah, yeah. And the commentary is like, oh, she's crazy. Oh, she's a crazy girl. <laughs> so you just <laughs> apply this to any sarcastic exactly. <laughs> situation yeah. you're where you're like, oh, wow, girl. you're going to go into the the house and uh you're not gonna wear shoes oh my god like no house slippers oh you're crazy (laughs) (laughs)
1: Crazy (laughs) so yeah okay so people like that you're crazy girl in the comments
0: <laughs> We've gone so far off track. What are we talking no, no, about
1: now? Your video. I'm oh, on track. I'm very much on track.
0: Yeah. Uh, oh yes. Right. Yeah. People yeah. were like, "Oh, she's she's, she's nuts." She's yeah. like, "Yeah." So it just started picking up steam, and now it's got over five hundred thousand views. That's I, nuts. I went That's to, from it uh, from four thousand followers to now like twelve thousand. Yeah. I got verified. Like the first crack I had I tried to get verified multiple times over the yeah. last
1: even though you were for like four years the biggest broadcaster in the country they're yeah. like no fuck nope, off
0: no nope. <laughs> and then yeah once I hit 10k I just put in another application and it went like less than 12 hours it was like yeah. you're verified now and I don't have to pay $25 <laughs> US every Amazing. month like I feel like i'm winning even though yeah i'm losing because i've just lost many hours of my life checking in on all the comments and <laughs> all the likes
1: um, well you also said something that, that i thought was really interesting which is that after this blow up of the video actually more of your followers are now american than australian yeah which is very weird to me yeah because the show is very australian it's about china yeah what does americans have to do with anything
0: I think because they're really in touch with Asian American stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. I feel like when I went to America and saw the Asian population there, they're just so much more advanced in how accepted they are in society and in the media Mm -hmm. and how you have these really niche segments of Asian America where you don't need... Like, you can be like there's podcasts out there for like Asian Americans who are into cheese. I don't know. Right. You know, something yeah, like yeah. that. You can yeah. find your people and it's cool to hang out with your own mm. kind. No one's going to be like, why are all the Asians hanging out with their mm. Asian friends? Why aren't they assimilating? Which is what we have in Australia, which yeah. I feel like we're so backwards here compared to mm. over there. So, um, yeah, I think they're just like, Oh, this person's extroverted and she's Asian. Like this makes sense to us. Like, you know, cause we have Ali Wong and like, yeah. we get it and all that. So, Whereas, like, you know, here in Australia, I think I mean the top comment on the whole page is somebody being like, a show about China hosted by Chinese people. This isn't very diverse. <laughs> 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 what a and So alarm. I clapped back at yeah. that, being like, yeah, the Australian media needs more white people. Right. And mm-hmm. now that comment has like 5,000 likes or right, something. Right, right. So yeah. it's like the ultimate clapback. Like, I'm not even going to take that down because I would just let the trolls fight it out. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's good for, it's good for your. Uh, Traction, anyway, whatever is happening on yeah. the page, that's good for you. That's Mo, what.
0: Well, Mo's been <laughs> my therapist through this whole <laughs>
1: thing, where he's like, "Yeah, yeah, you should do this," or like, "Don't worry about that." Or yeah, well, yeah. I watched the show. I don't know if you watched the, the Social Dilemma, like a couple of uh, years yeah. ago, and they were talking about like how those social media platforms—they just don't care. As long as you are on there, you—they're winning. Yeah, it doesn't matter what's happening. Yeah, just, you can say Twitter shit. You can say. Instagram is garbage. As long as you're saying it on the platform, mm. then it's great. And
0: it's I'm doing free labor for them. The fact I had the clip and I'm still churning out clips like we're all doing free labor for these Oh companies. yeah, of course. Yeah,
1: but it, well, you, supposedly like the whole point is that your attention is the product, right? You think mm. whatever you're putting on is the product, but you are actually the product.
0: Yeah. Have you ever read Stolen Focus? It's here on my bookshelf. I insist you take this one.
1: I will take it. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think it's the best thing I
0: read last year, mm. but it's a Non-fiction book about how our focus is getting slimmer and slimmer. Yeah, um, yeah.
1: We this was this topic was brought up multiple times on this podcast between Vivek and me about how yeah we're as especially as like we're just getting older and getting busier and in our line of work it's just like it's like maximum two things at any given moment that yeah. you actually has your attention not full attention but just has my attention mm. and it just can very quickly become two other things in the next six seconds. It's sad oh, no. <laughs> how bad it is.
0: Yeah, they say there's no such thing as multitasking. This is what a friend told me. You're just mm-hmm. doing many tasks badly.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, so you're now also, you're at a point in your career, obviously being my girlfriend and seeing how... Oh, yucky. Yuck. <laughs> Ooh, exactly. Yuck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, seeing kind of like the progress that you've had over the few months, the last few months, especially. It seems like your career is a, some sort of a crossroad in a way because the the social media... Takeoff is one thing, but you also had a manager who you signed with that is now trying to find bigger stuff for you. And then you, like as, while I'm with you and I can see all this much bigger opportunities suddenly happening when it's like, hey, th- this is something you said like you wouldn't even dream of a year ago when people would be like, hey, do you want to come to the biggest event on TV? And it's to me, what is interesting is like how people just your presence in a place now automatically adds value to that place, which to me is insane. You like know?
0: physically, like you where you're located, or what do you well, mean? Well, no, value?
1: like if you're invited to oh. a place, to an event, for example, they want you there just to be there. You're not part of the event. That's what I mean. You know what I mean? Like when you're invited to the Logies, which yeah, you can explain to the yeah, yeah. yeah, or the other horse racing thing both of these things are things you're not participating in.
0: Yeah, that's the insane thing is that I came up through using my brain and my sense of humor and now yeah. people are inviting you to be part of the the furniture. Can you just decorate yes. this space with your presence? Right. <laughs> yeah, which is like in conflict with me because uh, as a comedian, you would know, we get treated pretty poorly at some shows. Oh, yeah. Like, I get excited if I see Mineral Water. I'm, like, yes. going to cry. Like, oh, my God, you shouldn't have. Thank you so much. Like, yeah. well, I'm, I'm a piece of shit. I don't deserve this. Mm. Um, and so, having now a manager who reps some of the biggest um, presenting talent in mm. Australia, and she only has another, me and another comedian named Dane, Dane Simpson on her books. So, I'm more leaning towards those people who they're like celebrity chefs or Mm. they're celebrity um, ones, an ex rally car driver Mm. who has done a lot of morning show TV now. So, Getting invited because you're on PR lists is a new thing to me. And so, the Logies is the biggest awards night in Australia. It's like the Academy Awards or the Oscars for Australian TV. Mm. And you can't even get a plus one for this. Like, some of the biggest stars, they can't even invite their partners ever because there's just not enough spaces. Mm. So, to be able to attend that and go to the after party where you schmooze with people is a big deal and everyone was asking me like spill the tea like i couldn't believe how my inbox exploded the next day because everyone just wants the celebrity goss Goss, yeah that's when you start who got
1: drunk who's doing drugs and all of these things yeah. yeah
0: Um, and suddenly you're like, who are my real friends? Like, you yeah. change overnight, <laughs> and it just makes you think it's so fickle because I think well, some of the most popular things i put out are me flying business class to Hong Kong. <laughs> <I>
1: mean, <laughs> yeah, of course, people are, yeah. yeah, love, and, yeah.
0: and me going to the Logies. Everyone is like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. And so it just feels kind of fake where you can manufacture this sense of importance just mm. by getting invited to some like fancy party but that's i
1: mean that's i feel like that's a lot of business businesses like manufactured the sense of importance this is why i was making fun of someone the other day that you know uh who has like a thousand something followers is and is verified mm-hmm. i'm like there is no way he did not buy that yeah which is so silly because what bec- why would you do that but then you answered it it's the same thing manufactured importance yeah. it's like Oh, I know. Yeah. Anyone else looking at it might not pay attention to how many followers he has. Be like, yes, oh, yeah. he's verified, hence he's important.
0: Yeah. So some, it's a chicken or the egg. So sometimes you just gotta fake it till you make it. I've just used like ten cliches in a way. Sure. Box. So <laughs> yeah, I think once you start looking like you are a somebody, you will become a somebody <laughs> in a way, which is a sad reality. Of, uh, yeah, look, but like, then
1: you have the cynics like me who see this and be like, "Fuck this! Like I'm not doing mm-hmm. this, any of this." And I think I know you're a phony. So I'm not even going I to work. Very with.
0: personal. You look me right in the eyes. When you said I, it's that. only the two I of us in the room. You. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like I see this. I'm like, even if I were to work with you now, I don't want to because you're pretending too hard. Yeah. And like I can see through it. You yeah. Know?
0: I think people can smell that. Yeah. Everyone talks about authenticity. Right. These days. Yeah. Um, but I think it helps that I'm a comedian because at any Time you can invite me to an event, I can just take the piss right. out of it. You know, yeah. I mean, even if you go to my Instagram, the video of me going to the Logies is not what like a red carpet. No, it's me. I fell down the stairs. My <laughs> knees were bleeding. Like, right. I'm, yeah. I'm going to talk about that. You yeah.
1: know <laughs> Yeah. So, but I think earlier, like what what fascinates me about what what's happening with you as well is that it seems like your career can go in so many different directions, and it seems like at some point you probably have to choose one. Because there's just like too many big opportunities, but you can't do all of them. So yeah. you're offered, for example, a TV show that I'm not going to name, but like like a big, very big TV show in Australia. And if you do get that, that's pretty much a full-time job for like whatever, how many months, right? Like two or three months of the shooting when you can't really do much else. Yeah, right?
0: I think that's something I learned having been living in Melbourne and then getting offered two months or three months of work in Sydney is that I realised you can't be in two places at once you physically can't do that many things exactly so you gotta let people down and disappoint them and just say I, I don't have capacity or sometimes I'll send my sister in because she looks just like me <laughs> <laughs> to some people who are a little bit racist right. so I did like do that going I'm gonna offer you um, the
1: doppelganger the younger, the younger
0: yeah who, what did we say in the, the one who is, email I said
1: dupe <laughs> I was
0: like here's yeah, an the one
1: that has more personality <laughs>
0: yeah exactly <laughs> i'm gonna offer you the melbourne
1: system yeah uh,
0: <laughs> for half the price yeah and so yeah she took on a gig that was for the lord mayor of melbourne they have a student's welcome and she showed me the photos it was the queen Vic market with like 500 people showing yeah. up i'm like damn i missed out on that gig but right. i was in bali with you so yeah. that's again you know you can't do everything so i'm kind of yeah chilled out a bit and you're a limited resource there's only one of you and that makes you kind of special it's good and that allows you some leverage too where like if you really want me you gotta you gotta pay up
1: a couple of cool things that happened throughout our trip as well is one i saw you get recognized a few times throughout the trip one of them was pretty funny uh, was a airbnb host who you told me and i quote this man is 100 of abc's target audience <laughs> And this Jim man from Jim from Erskineville. Bless your heart. Might yeah. even
0: send him the episode. I yeah, guess. yeah,
1: we should actually. So he is like what a 50 something year old gray hair man.
0: Yeah, I, I think he was How would you he, describe he younger him? than what I saw in his profile, I reckon. I expected we were going to stay with like a 70 year old retiree who's mm. not got much happening, but I reckon Jim lives a very full life. Yeah. <laughs> like he's got eclectic decorations in his house. He um obviously loves to chat to his
1: guests. I was
0: going to say customers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I think we didn't spend quite enough time with him, but the first... Thing that he opened with when we came in the house was, Are you the woman from China tonight? Right. Very confidently. Yeah. And I had my hair up. I had my glasses on. I had a hiking bag on. Yeah. I immediately felt embarrassed because yeah. I'm like, Yeah, I know. I should be staying in a hotel, but I'm down with the people, Jim. <laughs> I'm here
1: with you. Yeah. I'm just like you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it was $80 a night. Yeah. Like, I think he was
1: shocked. Yeah. He was like,
0: Why would you stay here? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Share between two people, by Share the way. <laughs> because, I totally yeah. forgot
0: about that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Just take my 40 bucks, Jim, and leave me alone. <laughs> don't ask me for Don't I immediately put sunglasses on. Yeah, like, you yeah. Know.
1: You're like, no, I'm not. And Don't ever think about this again. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Just
1: fill out like, the, the, the pen from Men in Black. What you just oh, know, will like, you now? wipe
0: erase Yeah, memories? Exactly. Yes, you're like, yes uh, yeah.
1: but you're not gonna remember that <laughs> tomorrow, Jim. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry.
0: Sorry, Jim from Ask the Mill. <laughs> we never met.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, this one was a very positive one. The negative one, uh, which I thought was hilarious. And, uh, I, uh, haven't uh,
0: heard, I haven't even heard. I have the story yet to the person who is at the center of the story,
1: actually. Uh, you should. Uh, I should. I I think, yeah. So, I think you should tell it and I can interject and s- yeah. say my... my so, so, yeah.
0: We're at the comedy store. Muhammad just performed and I'm sitting in this section that's kind of the VIP comics plus one section and Mo comes back. He's sitting next to me. And this guy approaches at the interval and he's wearing a fedora, like a light-coloured fedora that Mm. matches his beachy kind of shirt. Yeah. And he says, hey, I love your comedy. And he's talking to you. Yes. He's talking to me. He's like, I love your comedy. I saw you perform in Marrickville. And I really love the joke. Hmm loved it and i was like oh thank you so much i i thought marrickville yeah i've been to Sydney a few times might have been a few years ago i performed at marrickville i was like yeah marrickville was it best mates comedy and he says yes it was Mm. Mm. and he goes yeah i think it was yeah and i yeah i really loved your your jokes and i go oh that's great but can you just go back to the part where what what joke because i couldn't really hear it and he's like your joke and i was like what and he's like your joke about mongolia i'm mongolia i've never been to mongolia Mm. and i'm going instantly ah that's lizzie who that's another asian comedian (laughs) and she's half chinese malaysian Uh, and aussie yeah and she has a very iconic look she's like australia's lizzie (laughs) australia's ali Wong. right right. so she has a hair in like a bun with Mm. some like funky looking glasses and i was wearing glasses sure but i have long black hair and yeah. I was sitting there wearing your hoodie and I hadn't performed at the store. Yes. And he just and then instantly when he real, when I told him this and he realized his mistake, he just started backing away and going, Oh, oh, oh,
1: oh and he I started said, physically backing away. He did. Like with these
0: like arm movements like recoiling yes. and I'm like, Oh, but I was trying to make him feel comfortable because I, I hate embarrassing people. I, I have
1: And he didn't even mean oh clearly he didn't mean to. He's the racist. And it's so funny to me how nice you are that you're still like, no, no, but you shouldn't feel bad. Uh, yeah, yeah. You like, oh, no, no, should no, totally no. feel bad. I was
0: like, M- my name's Annie Louie. You yeah. should check out my company sometime. Right. And he was like, oh, 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 yeah. He oh. <laughs> just went back to his seat. He was like, let me say like 35 years old.
1: Yeah, yeah. Something like that.
0: And he went back and he sat down and I swear to God, he was sitting next to an Asian
1: woman. And I'm like, you have out I think of all he people, sat next to a woman and he went, hey, I really like your comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Just, Just anyone <laughs> in the room.
0: Let's try again.
1: <laughs> my, my favorite part of this story is that throughout the whole thing I was sitting right next to you I was just performing on stage and he never acknowledged my presence <laughs> once <laughs> no. not positive and you, or you negative negative. you crushed
0: it you killed and I
1: was I had a very good set and it's rare that I actually get off and say that at least publicly I can message you and say I have a good set but I never really say oh I had a great set like I went online and I said I have a good set because yeah. I was very proud of the, of the work yeah. that I've done but a lot
0: of comics also say they have a good set and they hadn't had a good set exactly so I can verify you had a great set
1: right <laughs> And that piece of shit never even <laughs> acknowledged my presence, and he went to you saying that he l- liked you. Wrong comic, yeah. wrong Asian person, yep. and still had the balls to be like, ah, and then yeah. just
0: like, I mean, he didn't even ask my name or anything. No. You know, he didn't say like, "Hey, Lizzie." He went in with such confidence, going, right. "I love your comedy." So it could have been prevented <laughs> if only he had started with, "Hi, Lizzie. Are you Lizzie Who?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, that's, that's
1: so. A is that of white man? What is the landscape of the so? Obviously, the Melbourne Comedy Festival was also brought up on the uh podcast many times because Vivac was here and he did a couple of episodes with Andy when he was in town. And but right now, as a working comic in Melbourne or and in Australia, you also do a bunch of road gigs and stuff. Mm. What's the landscape like in terms of the? The regular scene. Not the bigger guys, not the Jim Jeffries and the Hannah Gatsby's, but like the the younger guys, like you guys.
0: Do you what? wanna know about the road scene as well? Is this part yeah. of the question? Yeah. Yeah. Uh so you hustle on the open mic scene. There's a lot of open mic comedy in Melbourne. Or you might give a, a hand at running a room mm. as well. So I did that for a year and over a year. I ran like a free comedy night at a pizza restaurant and then i went on to taking over an existing um curated night that would run i'd probably maybe do four shows a year Mm. um
1: and four shows a year that's not much obviously to like you know have to sustain a business no it was
0: definitely a showcase one that would we'd run for like midsummer which is a queer festival or melbourne fringe for instance so Mm. um yeah, you go hook up with a venue and then book your comics and very similar to what you would do, but you have a venue that's permanent. Um, Mm. So, yeah, you can do that. And then there's some independent showcases as well that you can get booked on and that some of them are regional. Mm. So there's one in Australia, uh, a guy, basically everyone has a little patch. Mm. Like they've got like the Northern Victoria patch and this guy is does a show called Women of Wit and he can tour a bunch of women around in his patch. And then there's like a Geelong guy and then there's like, you know, wherever else. So you just start building up a contact list of all these people and you can... Because once you've exhausted the city, let's say you gig three to five times a week in the city and you feel like you're doing the same jokes over and over, then Mm. it's time to go regional. We have a lot of regional gigs so you can do your best... 10 minutes and um no one's ever heard them before so Mm. because people aren't traveling into the city of course they're not even going to comedy festival ever possibly Mm. so that's why we bring the comedy to them to them yeah Yeah. so once you're ready and you do your solo show that's where everyone starts to really get noticed by the melbourne comedy festival or you build your own audience independently because some Mm. of those guys like there's a guy named luke kidgel he makes Mm. like millions of dollars off touring the entire country independently
1: and no one knows who he is like from outside of australia yeah, no
0: one would know I don't but even, here like yeah. a lot of people would know him but just maybe even his just dedicated fan base i wouldn't say even my friends right. would know him at all um but you there's because people probably think that the comedy festival makes or breaks you but if you don't like doing the festival you can just go do your own but thing. but like
1: for a guy like luke how many just trying to think of the economics of it he's touring independently that means he promotes his own shows yeah so how many cities can i guess australia oh. obviously is full of cities i get I that everyone speaks be a english list of
0: like a hundred like so he, towns that you right, can go to but he can go like it. no one
1: none of you guys want to go to he's like i would go <laughs> yes, there yeah yeah and he's doing whatever f- venues of like three four hundred five hundred yeah, easily getting like a town hall or yeah, something like that yeah. That's and genius, It comes though. back
0: to social media because he's cutting clips and he's been feeding it yeah. the machine. And then that's when you got, you've got your audience and you can do it. Now he's branching out into management as well. So, yeah. repping other comedians. He is repping other comedians. Yeah, so, he's yeah. producing
1: stuff for other yeah, comedians. Yeah. I see. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, um, many ways to, to get into it. But what I found worked was going through doing solo shows at Fringe, Melbourne Fringe and at Melbourne Comedy Festival mm-hmm. until... And explain
1: to the layman what is the difference between the melbourne fringe and the comedy festival
0: the melbourne fringe is not really for stand-up comedians mm. you can do a show there but they like weird stuff mm. they want you to be
1: they like ben they
0: love sequins they yeah. love ben yeah okay <laughs> yeah he won an award through them yeah ben is
1: a previous guest from a couple of episodes ago you guys remember who is. yeah
0: yeah yeah um and they they want Anything that is outside of the box that is also very theatrical. So I've Mm. always started my shows trialing them there. Mm. And only recently, the previous show, I broke out of that mold Mm. where I actually debuted it at Comedy Festival because I got an award and it had to debut at the Comedy Festival. And And what's the award? The award is called The Moosehead. And it's for anything that's bold and innovative and basically weird. So also weird. Yeah, and I did a show about... My experience is working at a funeral home during the pandemic. And so it was a blend of theater and comedy. Mm-hmm. And it was definitely pretty weird. <laughs>
1: <laughs> in a way, as a kind of a stand up purist, isn't that like encouraging weird in stand up? It seems to me that it's almost encouraging people to go around stand up, you know? Which, yeah. I, again, as a purist, I don't like the idea of like, you know, you can do something that is built as. This is a weird show. Yeah. But if I am just a general comedy audience that is just going to a comedy show, and I think it's a stand-up, I'm expecting a stand-up show.
0: But if I never advertised it as stand-up, that's on you. Yes, you
1: know? definitely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what was it advertised at Was it advertised as a weird show? Or was it advertised as... Well, I genuinely don't know. It
0: was called know. Annie Louise Flirting with Death. So right. So it's on the, on the poster, and they're like, ooh, this is going to be a death show. Yeah. Um, and the i guess the poster just had reviews like stars on it and then Mm -hmm. if you went clicked onto it in the blurb it's very obvious it's like you know this um based on real life events and this is has a director and it Addie louis worked at a funeral home during these dates but there's mix of stand-up in it so if you love stand-up you'll get the stories and the standing up and me telling them but at times we'll also deviate into a powerpoint presentation
1: Ah, and then you know that's cool though because that means yeah you're getting a sort of a show as opposed to like a theater show of, of yeah. sorts, as opposed to a stand up show. Yes, right? exactly.
0: And I got a lot of great feedback from people who go, this was good for my limited attention span now exactly. because they're like, now we're over here. Now we're over here. Now we're going to watch a video. Now mm. we're, at, some dude is dancing mm. out of a coffin. Like, you know." <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think people with ADHD love that show. <laughs> and with
1: the reviews, <laughs> great for my ADHD <laughs> yeah, yeah, five yeah. stars.
0: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I had a lot of physical comedy, a bit of acting and stuff in it as well. I had to get actors, uh had, but like basically my whole team got COVID during that. Oh, <laughs> so no. Except for me. like I dodged it. My entire family went nice. down. My producer went down. Yeah. My director went down. <laughs> and so that made me think, oh, I don't want to do a theatre show anymore. Like, not for the next year, immediately. Mm. Like, I want to go wherever the... Uh, the jokes are the jokes in my brain and I can Mm. just take them anywhere so the portability of writing a stand-up show tempted me a lot but after doing that I realized it's just as much work as creating that creating that theater show actually so now I think I'm gonna rest for a year (laughs) right
1: yeah uh one last thing uh what is that again being obviously with you made me realize that you are and speaking to your friends and stuff made me realize how good you are at getting grants from the government
0: (laughs) don't buy my cover Watch as i'll never get a grant again because they're like shit this is chicks rolling in
1: grants i mean (laughs) that's not a bad thing to even say like to be proud of or to uh you know say to brag about how good you are and also but it's funny because for me from my side as someone from egypt or even living in hong kong it seems like the the Australia government just doesn't know what to do with. It. They're like, "Hey, do you want some money? Just like put in an application, we'll give you money." Yeah. And yeah, to me, yeah. that's just nuts. We
0: love pencil pushing. Yeah, we love yeah. box ticking and like government jobs. Everyone, they're so cushy. So <laughs> they the government has all this money, but they need to make sure that it's being given to the right, right. causes, right? So you kind of have to to earn it a little bit and prove that you're not going to waste it. It's all yeah. about that. So. Like, show us that you're a trustworthy person Mm. or organization who isn't going to waste this government money. And Mm. then at the end, you just prove how you spend that money. Uh, Where do they get the money from? Well, the the Australian government has funds for promoting our art, you know, because it's good for society or it's good for international affairs. So, like, you just helped me with an application Mm. recently to fly over and attend Mm. some performing arts fairs so that I can get inspired for my future art. And I think that's a great... Noble That's cause. really cool, yeah. and yeah, you then you know knowledge exchange and all this mm. other wank that <laughs> and you, <laughs> insert
1: wank. Yeah, here. like I actually yeah. said
0: the phrase. Yeah, just insert some wank there because it's so normal <laughs> to me now when I fill in these applications. Like wank, 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 yeah. and submit.
1: <laughs> and you get all of them. <laughs>
0: I've been pretty successful, pretty successful. Yeah, yeah $50,000 to make three sketches is what so, I'm yeah, doing So yeah, this right is the, w- the
1: last one we're, we're, we'll end with because to me, I've been with you throughout the whole process from being accepted until yeah, now. Yeah, not
0: the application because I'd already submitted the application when I went to Hong Kong. That was like right. my little treat of like, yes, yeah. it's done and I'm leaving. Yeah, but Goodbye. it hasn't been accepted yet. Yeah, yeah. I was in so, the waiting process.
1: Exactly. And so explain to everyone, so you're working on something called Fresh Blood. And Fresh Blood is a grant by which Screen, branch of the government?
0: Screen Australia and ABC. So the right. TV network that I freelance
1: for. And they're giving you $50,000 Australian dollar to make three sketches. Yeah. And that's it. That's, that's the whole, that's it. the entire thing. Yep. Here's $50,000. No promises dollars. of
0: anything further than that. Just make the sketches. Yeah. And um, it can
1: be as bad as it can be. You still have the money. So you can basically shoot it with an iphone and be like that's a sketch i want to make
0: <laughs> mm, not quite because there's a lot of hoops to jump through and we've been given four supervisors who there are you go from, okay like two from abc and two from screen australia and mm. they check in on you frequently to see how are you going so which goes ideas. back to like
1: not wa- wasting the money yeah right? not wasting okay. the money exactly yeah.
0: but they just also when you think about it from the perspective of the government they just want that money spent really because mm. there's always budget for it for each year for certain projects and if you don't spend it yeah the government whoever the boss's boss is is not gonna give that money again
1: right right yeah So you're
0: helping someone else you know yeah, yeah they're just like oh we don't care like just just make sure that it's spent and that's what often happens at the end of the financial year for things like travel allowance right yeah. suddenly they are like oh crap it's june 29 let's take all the flights
1: sure <laughs> and yeah. it's
0: it's not it's not real money sometimes it's like funny money mm-hmm. like corporate mm-hmm. money as well so yeah but government grants i think it just comes down to good writing and so i don't say i'm really good at getting money i'm just really good at writing which is <laughs> sometimes what the grants are for yeah. so it's just a big big old circle jerk <laughs> <laughs> i'm being good at writing wank Get more money for wanking <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that a good place
1: to end yeah yeah it's a great place to end <laughs> and <laughs> thank you so much for joining us on Ho Ho hong kong this was a very very special episode for so many reasons uh, but one of them being uh, that uh, you drove me to sydney and back am i your best friend now no damn but you, I quit. You, yeah, you can, you can, you'll be there one day. Uh, Maybe when you get me a grant, one of those grants sure. that you keep getting, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> getting for for people. When, so
0: like, if I get you fifty thousand dollars, you then might consider I, me your d- best
1: friend. No, I can promise you, okay. I will actually murder Vivek. Like here, <laughs> I'm telling you on record. Give me fifty thousand dollars, <laughs> I will kill. I know where he lives. Okay, yeah. I will just this poison him. Yeah, them. yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah.
0: you're hired as my
1: official hitman. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Annie Louis thank you so much. Uh, one last thing before uh, we we leave. Uh, how do people find you online?
0: You can go to my viral Instagram at Annie Louie, spelled A-N-N-I. I actually fucked up. No, A-N-N-I-E-L-O-U-E-Y.
1: It's Anna oh. Louie, the one with more personality. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that is actually my name. We don't oh. have time to go into it.
1: Uh, Annie Louie, thank you so much. And uh, we'll see you guys uh, next week. Also, check out the Patreon on patreon.com. Every single week, we have bonus episodes and a lot of other cool stuff. Uh, Check us out and see you soon.